right. Welcome back, everybody. Yes. Feels great. So, first off, my name's John. And I'm Wes. And we are Mobile Arts Programming. And you may have previously heard us with our podcast feature called Bittersweet Stories. So, how about a quick recap on Bittersweet Stories there, Wes? Yeah. um, Bittersweet Stories was, I I think, a, a really cool avenue for us to just kind of explore... As we were getting into social services, you know, both both you and I come from like a music background, right? And, and you know, we had just gone to school for child and youth work, started this, you know, uh, uh, at the time it was a for-profit business. It's now a not-for-profit, uh, yeah. mobile arts programming, a.k.a. MAP. Mm-hmm. Um, More about that later, by the way. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think what Bittersweet Stories was, for me at least, was just this sort of um, way to kind of navigate what that sort of world kind of looked like with with a lot of the people that we interacted with and a lot of the people that we met mm-hmm. and you know it was absolutely incredible to hear so many stories from you know some of some of our friends in the industry and and, and some folks who have you know taught us so much about uh about what that work looks like and has been so influential on on um you know how how you and i move through this space mm-hmm. um so bittersweet stories was awesome we were you know really grateful and really lucky to kind of have some of those conversations and, and learn from those folks um, and then the pandemic happened and, and lo and behold, we just kind of put our, uh, energy into other things. And here we are now, um, hopefully post pandemic. Yeah. And, uh, I just knocked on wood for <laughs> those not watching the video. Um, but hopefully, you know, we're able to move back to in-person stuff and, and kind of go through all those things. But I think John, what you and I really wanted to do with the second iteration of this podcast was, you know, go back to our roots, go back mm-hmm. to the music, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, this, this sort of, again, volume two for the podcast, we're, we're calling it music with map. So for some of you folks who may already know what we do, this is basically the bread and butter. Um, but we felt this was a nice way to kind of reignite the, uh, the podcast flame for us, you know, and, um, be able to kind of still take that frontline perspective, but instead of just this concept of social work at large and the folks who work within that industry, um, just, you know, playing a bit more into the idea of the music, the role of music in all of this. And, and so that is pertaining to us, but then also we really hope to connect with some folks who in various capacities, you know, would work on the front lines, quote, end quote. So mm-hmm. that might also mean, you know, someone who is researching the topic, like, you know, maybe they've focused on the cognitive impact of music or anything like that. So we hope to have like a whole bunch of different guests come in and even some musicians talk about, you know, what it's like to tour and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's, it's really exciting. And again, for us, we like to be back in the saddle as far as podcasting goes, but with a different perspective and, and, and something that is still an extension of what we do and who we are, but the lens is slightly different, right? Yeah, I think there's going to be four facets to this um, version of the podcast, at least for the time being. Um, you know, the, the beautiful thing about this this medium, of, as we've explored through, you know, our programs, as we've explored through um, our own personal interests, is is fluid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for the time being, we're going to kind of focus on four different aspects. One is, is you and I reflecting and talking about music. Um, you know, if... if a- anybody uh, listening is is uh, willing to share any kind of music that they're into, please uh, hit us up and, and we'll definitely bring that up on the show. Um, the second part is, as John alluded to, we're going to be talking to some musicians, you know, um, coming from that world and y- like 
a, a big part of me misses it uh, in a certain respect and, and a big part of me doesn't in the same vein. But um, we're going to talk to some professional musicians who are doing that work uh, and, and just to, you know get a sense of what that life is like and, and what uh, keeps them going day to day. Um, we're going to talk to a lot of folks in the community world. Mm. Um, you know, what does it look like running a social enterprise, a not-for-profit who focuses on community engagement through music, right? We know a lot of, we've come across and worked with a lot of really incredible people in this, in this space. And so we're really excited to have some of them on, have some of those conversations. And I think finally, and I love that you alluded to this one as well, is we're really going to dive into the clinical perspective of what music does to your brain. Mm. right? Why do you like it? You know, what, what like attracts you to a certain drum beat or a certain riff or, you know, a lyric, right? Like there's, mm. there's different variables in, in something that's just so subjective, like art and music. And we get a sense through some of these clinical conversations, uh, that, that we're really excited to, uh, to share with everybody. Um, just why that happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So pretty exciting stuff. And again, an extension of, uh, much like the, the previous version of this podcast, you know, very much an extension of kind of what we're what we're doing already, what we're focusing on, but we're really kind of just diving into it. And um, something actually interesting that you mentioned earlier is you brought up, um, I think the word you used was pandemic. It's, yeah. It seems unfamiliar <laughs> to me. Is that Has yeah. that been a thing at all? Or maybe, oh, that's right. <sighs> yeah, right. And so speaking of music, speaking of you know, podcasting, speaking of pandemic and just this this notion of within this pandemic, everyone's kind of had to recalibrate themselves in a, in a variety of different ways as a response to what's been going on. So I'd be curious to know, for you, Wes, did your approach to music or playing music, the role of music in your life, did that change at all during this pandemic or you know did you start listening to music that you never really listened to before or did you let music go that you listened to a bunch and you're like I don't want to listen to this anymore like what's the, what's the past two years been like for you specifically within this context <laughs> well no that's that's uh, that's a very uh broad question but um I think one of the biggest transformations for me man was I finally broke down and, and subscribed to like a streaming service, mm. um, which is yeah, like... have you heard of the internet? It's pretty cool. <laughs> man, so... It's it's amazing. It's this like international database, you know? It's like... <laughs> but I, that's never how I've like accessed it, right? It's always felt kind of kind of weird for me to like, yeah. you, you know, stream something because I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know, when a new album would drop, I'd love to go to the record store, see what, like, see the album artwork, kind of pull it open, see the liner notes, kind of learn more, and then listen mm -hmm. to the album in its entirety. But with streaming services, you kind of just get hit with these singles again and again, and, and, and you, you end up uh, falling in. You don't have to, obviously, but a lot of times you end up falling into just like a playlist. Right. Right. So it's right. just like you, you kind of hear the same or like different versions of the same kind of sound and song. Yeah for like hours on end. Yeah. Right. By a million different artists. But it's it, it so anyways, I, I finally uh, uh broke down and kind of jumped on that bandwagon. And it's been cool. It's been yeah. cool because I, I I've definitely been able to be exposed to music that, you know, I'm not going to be able to purchase in my local like record shop, right? Right, because like, it closed up years yeah, ago. Well <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's a part of it. Um but you know what I'm saying, right? Of like course, it's of it's course, just yeah. like you, there's this international sort of database all of a sudden where you can connect with somebody making music on an indie level in New Zealand, right? Like yeah. I'm not going to be able to find that album at, 
at uh, my local record shop. So mm-hmm. just just that accessibility is so cool about, um, you know, I, and what am I saying here? Of course, like everybody understands this. Like <laughs> this isn't rocket no, science. But, but I get it. I get it because it's, you know, and this is something we've talked about before. Um, is just this notion of, of the, the paradigm shift where with streaming, you alluded to this already, even the fact of, well, first off, you're going to hit with so much all at once when you open up whatever streaming surface, surf, uh, service it is. Um, but then also this notion of, of playlists, like you might have made a mixtape for your friend when you were younger or something like that. Now it's this curated thing where, you know, someone's making a playlist for you and they just, the algorithms throw it at you. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to, your, to your credit... I think that the the you know the mo- the streaming service model is definitely very different than going out and buying a record or a CD or whatever of a, of you know your favorite artist, especially if it's a new release. Coming home, like leafing through the booklet, whatever it is, you know, it, it is very much a paradigm shift. the The way that you consume that music and the way it's presented to you is so different. Um, but let me just take this moment to congratulate you, Wes. You did it, man. You did it. Finally, man. I'm, I'm crawling my way out of the stone age here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, it's hilarious because with music, like, uh, we work so much with technology, right? Like technology is just a part of what music is now, especially when it comes to recording and engineering and mm-hmm. mixing and all of those things. And yet, um, the whole, uh, streaming thing was, was just so, uh, kind of scary and foreign to me. But anyways, yeah. Uh, I would I would say throughout the, co- the the course of the pandemic, that's that's been one thing that's really changed in the way I consume music. Is it, it, just being a part of that bigger thing, right? right. And, and and I do, I do miss the, uh, you know, the record purchase and and leafing through that. I mean, I don't yeah. miss that that purchase financially, um, <laughs> but I, I do miss the, the sort of like um, process that 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 was right, right? Because yeah. you know you're you're spending like an hour, hour and a half, just kind of leafing through that, listening to the whole album, kind of going through it that way. Whereas now I find so often with, with music streaming, at least it's just kind of almost a passive activity. Whereas before it was very active. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of that relationship has been interesting, but, but what about you, John? Um, yeah. So I was going to say too, especially because, you know, you're an audio guy. I wonder if deep down you had this, this sort of inherent, um, Im- implied resentment for streaming music because I feel like in the days of Napster and stuff like that, the audio quality was often just garbage, right? Yes. So, so sure, it's like, oh, you can you can get this album for free, but it sounds like it's coming through like an old time radio, and that's even maybe a best case scenario. So maybe deep down in there, there's this aversion to the the idea at in general, you know? Yes, <laughs> that, that, that's that's a huge part of it, and and there's this other like weird sort of like crusader thing that really has no meaning to anything but i've never downloaded a song in my entire life like really? illegally never once um working in music and all of those things like th- that's the only way artists get paid right unfortunately the the in the past at least record labels would take the vast majority of that yeah but um needless to say i, I we don't need to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole because that's a whole conversation itself but yeah um yes i've i've uh, conformed to the masses at this point we're we're streaming music baby yeah yeah exactly <laughs> no and I mean, so I also I also use you know streaming services and have for years, and I think ultimately that's because I always carried around one of those massive like huge memory iPods, and I got one from 
a friend because I needed one and uh, it ended up just kind of biting the dust. And then it was at that point that I realized, wait a second, you know, like my phone, my phone can assume this role. And as long as I have an internet connection, which for the most part I do, (laughs) uh, you know, I'm able to access it. And the cool thing is that it didn't necessarily require the physical memory like the iPod did. Um, And also there's the option then for you to add stuff to your library and even download it. So it's like in that sense, it's, you know, it's like, okay, this feels similar to the iPod, but um, it is a very different medium. And I think that as much as I have embraced for a long time, I've embraced, you know, a streaming service. I do still miss the excitement that comes around from a new release and, mm-hmm. and the way that you consume it. And, and again, I think that that is having that tangible good in your hands, leafing through that booklet. Um, because musical doesn't have that musical music doesn't have that visual component to it. So having that booklet just kind of, fills in that gap you know streaming i know like people will have their videos and things like that but if you're thinking of an entire album you're not going to have a video for each song so but i think there's also such a value in the lyrical content songs music Mm. right like seeing how uh, a writer would put those words together and phrase the lines and and you know it's poetry like Mm. how they phrase it just like um on the page itself just physically let alone how it's phrased uh, vocally in the song and then how it's supported by all the music underneath. So when reading those sort of lyric booklets, it's just fascinating to kind of go through just the words themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's and it's hilarious to kind of like see what stands up and what doesn't. I mean, again, it's subjective, right? Like yeah. um, you can hear the most generic pop song of all time or, you know, a very like long-winded um you know beat like folk song and and do the lyrics sort of again it's subjective but Mm -hmm. it's just cool to kind of like at least for me that was one of the aspects that i really enjoyed about kind of the physical um part of it too right right and i think it 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 connects with that idea of the visual and how ultimately this visual can um work its way into how you appreciate and sort of consume music and i think that and then also you bring it to lyrics which is another thing altogether so um, now that's, that's cool. I'm happy for you, man. That's great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's an interesting shift for you. And I think that it reiterates the fact that through this pandemic, a lot of stuff has just inevitably had to move online. Mm-hmm. So it is fitting that if there ever, there were a time for you to go to a streaming service, yeah. it's during a pandemic where basically your hand was forced. If you wanted to go down to that local <laughs> record shop, you couldn't cause it was, it closed, was closed and you were forbidden to leave your home for yeah. a, a period of time. So, yeah, that makes sense. And um, a great way to respond to the pandemic, I guess, right? Yes. Um, you know, the the thing that we often say and the, the motto of MAP right now is one day at a time. So I think that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how we're yeah. getting through it from our music consumption as well. Yeah, one album at a time. Yeah, one album at a time. Or one song at a time, maybe even, yeah. Yeah. But what about you, John? Um, yeah, so... I would say actually the thing that was different for me with music during the pandemic is I actually found that there was such a shift, I think, in my day-to-day life that, and because live music stopped being a thing. So I was, mm-hmm. I was used to performing, you know, regularly and, and playing with folks regularly, even in any given week, I'd, I would go out and play music, whether practice or performance, like one to three times a week. That was kind of just what my week looked like. So for all that to come to a hard stop, it was actually really interesting where I think more so from the context of playing music, it seemed like it came to just a hard stop. And and I think I was so used to 
having it as part of my routine and in the process of redefining what the routine would look like. And I also had a baby. Um, you know, the, the role of music in my life definitely changed. Not that it was, it increased or decreased necessarily, but it just sort of changed, you know, again, almost like this, this, this general concept of a paradigm shift where for me, again, it was almost like the, the, it wasn't like the table turned. It was just totally a new table altogether. So it just took a minute to kind of figure it out. But, um, so yeah, in terms of listening music or playing music, I would say initially in the pandemic, um, it felt like things just got busy really quick for me. And then, yeah, having a kid and stuff like that, it was very interesting to just um, have music almost take a backseat. Mm. And so what I think is really nice with this kind of coming around and, 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 and hopefully feeling like we're, again, you know, knock on wood, hopefully at least for the most part kind of behind the intensity of lockdowns and things like that as it pertains to this pandemic that it also seems like music is slowly but surely kind of making its way back into the the day-to-day or the weekly repertoire um, and, and uh, yeah, just day-to-day activities. So that's really cool. Um, like I played guitar last week for a couple hours in a row, which is something that was, it was a very, it was a treat. Like mm-hmm. I haven't done that for so long. And my fingers actually were sore. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's weird. Like I played guitar for almost 30 years at this point. Like, for me to have that happen, that was just strange. So, um, again, it's just funny how it's just funny how your life, one's life, will kind of always undergo various changes, and it's sort of just all a matter of how you respond to it. And I think that music always inevitably ends up being the soundtrack to whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was really interesting where, you know, like certain arty films or something like that where for me the last couple of years it was almost like the absence of music the absence of sound was sort of what ended up being my soundtrack as strange as that is you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of funny that you found this total this this avenue of of listening to music where there's just endless possibilities <laughs> yeah. for me it's just like hmm i don't really listen to music that much actually but i think that there's also um i think there's a place for that too just even that general idea of you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So almost the fact that it wasn't as much a part of my day-to-day reality in time, it made me realize how much I appreciated that it was previously part of my day-to-day reality. And, and it made me identify and work towards just this idea of like, well, what can I do to kind of bring it back? You know? And I think one of the things that you said that was just kind of you know, describe that so perfectly. It's it's not that the tables had turned. It's just a new table. It's a new table, yeah. Right, and and you're just kind of figuring out what that is. Um, yeah, and, and and that's just the reality of the pandemic, right? Like it's 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 not that things are different. It's just everything's different. Yeah, that's right. Right. It, yeah. It, it, it's just a whole new space that we're we're involved in, and and mm-hmm. that includes musically too. So you know, hopefully throughout the course of this. Um, podcast we're going to explore uh, some of those themes and, and, and some of those conversations so mm-hmm. we're really excited to to get back into it and uh get back into the flow of this and and um be able to jump back behind the mic so thanks yeah. again for listening thanks for your time and uh stay tuned for next time yeah appreciate everyone and uh looking forward to the next <laughs>